You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 72 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Hey, Kel. Yeah. Did you know that we have a brand new visual round up on our website? I did. Mm-hmm. It's called Let's Make Some Noise. Ooh. And it features professional sports team mascots, all of which I find terrifying. <laughs> so head over to www.triviatimepodcast.com and check it out. Check it out. Also, big thanks to everyone who continues to show us some love on iTunes and give us five-star reviews. It really helps out our program. Shout-out of the week goes to Xenalon, who left us a comment that said, Excellent quiz show. So much to like for trivia fans and puzzle lovers. We really appreciated reading that, so thanks so much. Keep those coming. And just one more thing before we get started, just a reminder that we are now including a triple tater once during our program, which triples the point value of a particular question. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is free ram jams. F R E E. R-A-M-J-A-M-S. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, what civil rights activist served alongside Martin Luther King Jr. and was the initiator and organizer of the first Freedom Ride in 1961, which eventually led to the desegregation of interstate transportation in the U.S.? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Squad Goals. All answers in this general knowledge round will include words that describe groups of types of animals. So some examples would be school of rock, and school would refer to a group of fish, or Wu-Tang clan, and clan could describe a group of meerkats or hyenas. Question number one. What classic 1813 romantic novel was written by Jane Austen and follows the character Elizabeth Bennet during the Regency era in Great Britain? Question number two. Associated with countries that rule under monarchies, what funky legislative body of government has three functions? Representing the electorate making laws, and overseen via hearings and inquiries. Question number three. What crime drama debuted in 1984 and featured a lead character named Jessica Fletcher, who is both a mystery writer as well as an amateur detective? This show is considered one of the most successful 
and longest-running series in television history, averaging more than 30 million viewers per week in its prime. Question number four. What hit R&B soul song released by Sam Cooke in 1960 described daily life as a prisoner doing manual labor on infrastructure projects? This system was notably used in the convict era and targeted men of color. What is this song title? Question number five. What branch of the military gets its name from a Latin term meaning ground force or land force and is often associated with the color green? Question number six. S-Town, Radiolab, and Here to Slay are all types of what kind of entertainment programs? Question number seven. What is the country retreat for U.S. presidents located in the wooded hills of Maryland? This getaway location is officially known as the Naval Support Facility Thermont, but has been referred to as the Shangri-La in the past. Question number eight. Produced by Jackie Chan, what critically acclaimed historical drama Chinese television series is based on a novel of the same name and debuted in 2020. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round one, squad goals. Question number one. The 1813 Jane Austen novel that followed the character Elizabeth Bennet during the Regency era in Great Britain is Pride and Prejudice. And pride refers to a group of lions. Or you with all your other Leo friends. Yeah, a gay pride, if you will, my queer <laughs> Leos. There's a lot of us. Yeah, there are. Question number two. The legislative body of government that has three functions, representing the electorate, making laws, and overseeing via hearings and inquiries, is a parliament. And parliament refers to a group of owls, which I think is adorable. So stately of them. I know. <laughs> Look at that parliament of owls. <laughs> yeah. Wise guys really getting things done. Thank you. Question number three. The popular crime drama that featured a lead character named Jessica Fletcher, who is both a mystery writer as well as an amateur detective, is Murder, She Wrote. And murder refers to a group of crows, which I always loved that. Fitting. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Murder, She Wrote is a fantastic show. Really holds up. Yeah, it is. And I also just love that it was that popular and starred some feisty old granny hitting the books or whatever, you know. For sure, for sure. Pretty rad. Question number four. The 1960 Sam Cooke song that described daily life as a prisoner doing manual labor on infrastructure projects during the convict era is 
chain gang. So a gang can refer to a, a group of buffalo, elk, or turkeys. I love Sam Cooke, and this song is really great. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. Question number five. The branch of the military that gets its name from a Latin term meaning ground force or land force is army. And army refers to several different types of animals, including a group of caterpillars, herrings, or ants. Question number six. S-Town, Radiolab, and Here to Slay are all types of podcasts. What is this? What? <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> so a pod refers to a group of marine mammals. I loved that podcast, S-Town. It's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, so good. So good. I think I like binged it on a plane ride or something. And I was like, ah, I don't even want this flight to end. I have to keep listening. <laughs> For sure. Highly recommend. Question number seven. The U.S. president retreat located in the wooded hills of Maryland is Camp David. So a camp refers to a group of bats, a fitting place for those bloodthirsty politicians to go. <laughs> just kidding. Did Trump ever go to Camp David? It seems like too rustic for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he just went to Mar-a-Lago instead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. His winter White House. Are there gold toilets at Camp David? <laughs> exactly. Question number eight. Did you hear that, Kel? Oh, yeah, I did. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> so if you answered this question correctly, you will receive three points for it. Woo. The critically acclaimed historical drama Chinese TV series produced by Jackie Chan and based on a novel of the same name is The Sleuth of the Ming Dynasty. And sleuth actually refers to a group of bears, and I have no idea why. Yeah, kind of strange. Yeah. A sleuth bringing it full circle with Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> there you go. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Touch My Organ. This is a music round of songs that prominently feature organ playing. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. What's your name? Four. Oh, 
Answers for round two, Touch My Organ. Heyo. Song number one was Time of the Season by the Zombies. Song number two was Amen by Meek Mill featuring Drake. Song number three was Swing Swing by the All-American Rejects. Song number four was A Whiter Shade of Pale by Pro Cool Harem. Song number five was Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Song number six was 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterians. Song number seven was Good as Hell by Lizzo. And song number eight was Take Me to Church by Hozier. So many good ones on this list. Yeah, who knew? The organ really cranking out the hits. I love organs. I think that they always add something really nice and ambient and like full. Yeah, lots of great songs on this list. Time of the Season by the Zombies. It's a great song. The lyrics are really douchey, but it's such a great song. <laughs> yeah. 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterians is one of my favorites. Love that one. Obviously, Lizzo, Queen. Mm -hmm. I have the 45, the little seven-inch record of A Wider Shade of Pale, which I kind of relate to that song <laughs> title. And then the B-side is actually called Lime Street Blues. Ooh. I was liking that combination. And then obviously, Take Me to Church comes close to like Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. 
Whoa. It's so iconic. It's a gorgeous song, and there's already been so many nice covers of it. Well, on that note, moving on to round three. Thank you for that segue, Kelly. Round number three is called Take Me to Church. Break out your Sunday best for this thrilling classic subject round on religion. Question number one. With over 2 billion followers, what is currently the largest religion in the world? Question number two. Math time. How many candles does one go through over the course of Hanukkah, not including the Shamish? Question number three. What is the name of the religious law that formed a major part of Islamic traditions and was derived from religious precepts of Islam, particularly the Quran and the Hadith? Question number four. What symbol that depicts a five-pointed star with a circle around it is typically placed on a Wiccan or pagan altar to honor the elements and directions? Question number five. All forms of Buddhism revere and take spiritual refuge in the three jewels, also known as triple gem or three refuges. List two of these jewels for a half point each. Question number six. Michael Bruce Curry is the first African-American and currently presiding bishop of what mainline Christian denomination? Question number seven. The second temple, which according to the Hebrew Bible replaced Solomon's temple after its destruction in 586 BCE, is located in what Middle Eastern city? Question number eight. Averaging over 50,000 attendees each week, one of the largest megachurches in America is Lakewood Church, founded by senior pastor Joel Osteen. What U.S. state is Lakewood Church located in? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, Take Me to Church. Question number one. With over two billion followers, the world's largest religion is Christianity. Gay men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it turns out Kelly and I aren't really that into religion, so we might manage to blow through this whole answer round without any of our ding-dong commentary. Lucky you. Yeah, we can't really have any of our normal antics because we don't know anything. Woo! Right. <laughs> Question number two. The amount of candles that one goes through over the course of Hanukkah, not including the Shamash, are 44. So you add one candle every day, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One for each night. The Shamash is the little one that you use to light the other candles. 
I like to call it the little buddy. Yeah. Give me a little buddy. Give me a latka. <laughs> we also go through 44 latkas over the course of Hanukkah. Yarm. More like each night. Yeah, Come on. Right. Extra crispy, please. <laughs> yes. Sour cream, please. Question number three. The name of the religious law that formed a major part of Islamic traditions and was derived from religious precepts of Islam is Sharia or Sharia law. Never heard of her. That would be like the worst drag name ever. Yeah, not very fun. <laughs> no. Question number four. The symbol that depicts a five-pointed star with a circle around it that typically adorns Wiccan or pagan altars is a pentacle. I don't know if you would consider my lower back an altar, but it also dons a pentacle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. <laughs> Your tramp stamp of the pentacle? You know it. It's funny, though, because everybody is just like, pentacle, that means the devil. And it really represents, like, the elements. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Anything that isn't associated with, like, monotheism is just automatically evil. Cool, guys. Even though we get most of our traditions from Wiccan and pagan religions. So, yeah. Whatevs. Whatevs. Turns out we did have some stuff to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wicca, though, actually didn't come about until the 1950s, which I was surprised. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. This one goes out to all my witches. Question number five. You needed to list two of the Buddhism three jewels for a half point each, and they are the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And if you put the Dharma and the Greg, you only get a half point. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. Question number six. Michael Bruce Curry is the first African-American and current presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church. Question number seven. The second temple is located in Jerusalem. So Solomon's temple was also referred to as the first temple, but it got destroyed. Question number eight. One of the largest megachurches in America, Lakewood Church, is located in... Texas. Boo, hiss. <laughs> These mega churches are wild. So wild. Those venues are insane. But also Joel Austin, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Come for me, bro, but not a fan. Mm -mm. His response to emergency relief was horrible. So you represent the church and you don't want to help people. Got it. Check. Check. <laughs> that tracks. Cool. Moving on to round four. Round number four is called Hit Makers. This celebrity pop culture round is on famous music producers. Question number one. This former chairman and CEO of Sony Music originally entered the music scene in the mid-60s as a recording artist under the name T.D. Valentine, decades before his five-year marriage to Mariah Carey. Who is he? Question number two. Originally gaining popularity with his work with the East Coast rap collective Terror Squad, this DJ producer has reigned the charts with his countless collaborations, including Drake, Lil Wayne, and Nicki Minaj. He stamps his track with a sample exclaiming, We the best. Who is he? Question number three. This accomplished musician and producer's career has spanned over 60 years with a record 80 Grammy Award nominations, 
28 Grammys, and even a Grammy Legend Award, which he received in 1992, seven years after conducting and producing the 1985 charity song, We Are the World. Who is he? Question number four. Three years after being nominated for a Grammy for Producer of the Year, this pop music producer and former member of the SNL band was accused of sexual assault and abuse from former collaborator Kesha, who he signed to Sony Records in 2005. Who is he? Question number five. 25% of Four Non Blondes, this musician and producer, went on to compose and produce many chart-topping hits for other artists, including Pink, Adele, and Christina Aguilera. Who is she? Question number six. This British musician and producer took his experience playing synthesizer for Roxy Music in the 70s, and contributed to electronica pop over the next few decades. He is most commonly associated with his collaborations with David Bowie. Who is he? Question number seven. Founder of the Motown record label, this Detroit native and record producer was awarded the National Medal of Arts in 2016 by President Obama. Who is he? Question number eight. Co-founder of the band's Electric Light Orchestra and Traveling Wilburys, this musician and producer has worked with other musicians, such as The Beatles and Tom Petty. This past year, he was appointed Officer of the Order of the British Empire for his contribution to arts. Who is he? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, hit makers. Question number one. This former chairman and CEO of Sony Music, who had a five-year marriage to Mariah Carey, is Tommy Mottola. I remember when they were married, and everybody was just like, what's she doing with him? Because he just looked like some dad with like a greasy ponytail. Sure. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And that was like at her young prime. Yeah, I mean, wasn't this her first marriage? Yeah. Question number two. The DJ-producer who gained popularity with the Tear Squad and man behind the motto, We the Best, is DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, we the best. <laughs> DJ Khaled! Uh, another one. Another one. Yeah, that's his other drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really does like put together some amazing collaborations and tracks, though. He is a real hit maker, so... He is a hit maker. He fits this round well. Question number three. The Music Man, with a record 80 Grammy Award nominations, 28 Grammys, and even a Grammy Legend Award, is Quincy Jones. He's a legend, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
And he's also so cute with his dimples. <laughs> he's a cutie. He is a cutie. Question number four. The pop music producer and former member of the SNL band who was accused of sexual assault and abuse from former collaborator Kesha is Dr. Luke. You know what I'm going to say, Kel? What are you going to say? Boo hiss. Yeah, big time. Yeah, this guy's the worst. I actually didn't even know he was in the SNL band. I did not either until I wrote this question. I thought that was kind of an interesting fact. Yeah, that's news to me. He really did a number on Kesha. I felt like she was like yeah. kind of never the same. No. And didn't she lose that trial? She did. So messed up. Uh-huh. He's a total turd. Yeah. Cool doctor. Yeah, but the music she's produced after has been fabulous, so. Yes. She's still a beautiful songwriter, beautiful musician, and he is forever defamed, whatever. We all get to be exposed to his trash behavior. Yeah. Question number five. The non-blonde musician and producer who has composed and produced hits for Pink, Adele, and Christina Aguilera is Linda Perry. She seems like a wild one. She kind of looks like a Muppet. She really does. Like a skinny Muppet with a weird hat. Yeah. (laughs) Question number six. This Brit behind the synthesizer, who's known for his contributions to electronica pop, as well as his collaborations with David Bowie, is Brian Eno. He's rad. He's had such an impact on music. But also, if you look at old pictures of him, he had the most fierce mullet I've ever seen. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. It fits, but... A lot of jumpsuits and mullets back in the glam days. (laughs) Cool look. (laughs) I like it. I'm into it. Question number seven. The founder of the Motown record label and recipient of the National Medal of Arts in 2016 is Barry Gordy. Love Motown. So many good musicians came out of that label in that era. Question number eight. Co-founder of ELO and the Traveling Wilburys, the musician-producer who was recently appointed officer of the Order of the British Empire is Jeff Lynn. Another legend. I love Electric Light Orchestra. I do too. It's so good. So fun. (laughs) So fun. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What U.S. city is home to the professional sports teams, the Browns, the Indians, and the Cavaliers? Question number two. Founded in 1903, what American automaker, based in Detroit, is the second largest automaker? Behind General Motors. Question number three. In the 2000 survival drama Castaway, what was the name of Tom Hanks' island companion that was actually just a volleyball with a handprint on it? Question number four. What PBS animated children's program caught controversy in 2019 when a teacher character, Mr. Ratburn, married his same-sex partner, 
Patrick. Question number five. What Grammy award-winning 1967 hit country duet was recorded by Johnny Cash and June Carter and opens with the line, We got married in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout. Question number six. What U.S. state is nicknamed the Evergreen State? Question number seven. What type of government funding can be described as the following four types? Competitive, formula, continuation, and pass-through. It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The U.S. city that is home to the Browns, the Indians, and the Cavaliers is Cleveland, Ohio. Go sports. Please change the name for the Indians. It's offensive. <laughs> Have they not changed it yet? Well, I don't know. It still looks like it's the Indians. And it's ironic because they used to play at Progressive Field. <laughs> I didn't even know it was baseball, so there you go. They phased out their Chief Wahoo logo and are moving forward with a name change, but they're not sure what it will be. Well, get on it. Do you know what some of the top picks are? Just so you know, Cleveland Taters is taken. Uh, Cleveland Spiders. Ew. The Cleveland Naps. Naps? N-A-P? N-A-P-S. <gasps> Nothing like a nap to get you riled up. <laughs> I love the idea of a team being called the Naps. Me too. <laughs> and I will be their mascot if necessary. <laughs> yeah. We like the naps. Question number two. Founded in 1903, the Detroit-based automaker that is the second largest automaker behind GM is Ford. Question number three. Tom Hanks's island companion and volleyball buddy in Castaway was Wilson. And I think Wilson actually won People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year in 2012. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. All that allure behind the uh, volleyball. <laughs> Man of mystery. He was the strong, silent type. I loved those quarantine memes that are like, Tom Hanks isn't looking so silly now. <laughs> Question number four. The PBS animated children's program that caught controversy when Mr. Ratburn married his same-sex partner is... Arthur. Cute. Such a gay. So the fact that people are just coming around to this is wild to me. <laughs> I know, for sure. Thank you, PBS, for doing that. But also, I love that people were all up in arms that they were both male characters, but they didn't even care that they were totally different species. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's way more questions <laughs> to have about the aardvark getting married than that he's marrying a man <laughs> or whatever. They're not man. I don't know. A rat or something. Right. Who cares? Also, a cartoon. Whatever. It didn't show, like, honeymoon night or anything, so cool your jets. 
Question number five. The 1967 hit country duet that was recorded by Johnny Cash and June Carter and opens with the line, We got married in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout is Jackson. I love that song. We got married in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. Question number six. The U.S. state that is nicknamed the Evergreen State is Washington. Question number seven. The type of government funding that can be described as competitive, formula, continuation, and pass-through are grants. Question number eight. And the answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like Cleveland, Ohio, Ford, Wilson, Arthur, Jackson, Washington, and Grants. And all of those answers include last names of U.S. presidents. Woohoo! <laughs> I wanted to include Obama just because he's one of the only presidents I don't hate, but I couldn't really work it into <laughs> any questions. A connection, yeah. yeah. It becomes a little harder to not directly refer to him, so. Right. Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram was free ram jams. Yeah. <laughs> you like this one, Kel? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and the question that went with this anagram was, what civil rights activist served alongside Martin Luther King Jr. and was the initiator and organizer of the first Freedom Ride in 1961, which eventually led to the desegregation of interstate transportation in the U.S.? And the answer is James Farmer. Free Ram Jams scrambles up to be James Farmer. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. Our background and answer break music this week is Skylander by Crowander. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters. taters. The amount of candles that one goes through over the course of Hanukkah not included... It's Shemesh, right? I thought it was Shemash. Ugh, I'm going to look. Or I don't know. Though. Something in me says Shemesh, but I don't want to be wrong about that. Oh, first we get to watch a TurboTax ad. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. <laughs> Better be worth it.
Shamash. Shamash. I was right. You were wrong. I win, you lose. I do as I choose. Shamash.